The controversial nature of the fandom practice has always been, and for all we know will always be, a topic of debate, with many people finding it hard to understand why others need or want to participate. Hey, welcome back to the Dominant Women Lifestyle Podcast, the cast that explores female-led relationships from different angles. You know it, I am Miss Savage, and in today's long-form episode, we'll dive deeper into an enchanting subject, the psychology and appeal of fandom relationship, as a follow-up from debunking misconceptions, the science of FLR, fandom, and role reversal. <laughs> Alrighty then, so let's get rolling. Before we can truly understand the depth of our paradisms, I'm going to peel back another layer from the inside out. And as we peel the layers of these concepts, I invite you to approach them with an open heart. The world fandom still remains rooted in a veil of mystery and often is dismissed as deviant or unnatural. I guess here that you're familiar with that, eh? However, research shows that these relationships are more common than we think, and besides the obvious emotional and sexual benefits, it could also offer psychological benefits to participants. Conscious femdom also appeals to individuals who crave more intense emotional connections, power dynamics, and the expression of their eros. Next, We are delving into the psychology and appeal behind these relationships, in the broad sense, and what motivates individuals to explore this realm of their love life, sexuality, or in their life in general. And we're going to be doing so because I said so. However, prior moving on to the psychological section, I would like to clarify the following. So listen up. Although I don't intend to apply labels, not should you be looking at reasons or why, I'll be listing a few potential factors. Remember, there is no universal set say about it. And in the end, it's simply maybe because you were born this way. And that had no environmental or other type of outside influence. The desire to explore fandom could be driven by a complex interplay of psychological factors such as attachment style, personality traits, relationship histories, and other factors. Now, check this out, my friends. Do it. Those with a secure attachment style, who have positive views on intimacy and are comfortable with both giving and receiving love, are more likely to engage in conscious and consensual BDSM, the umbrella where fandom is under, as they can safely express their desires and explore their sexuality without fear of rejection. Now, people with 
anxious attachment style. Yes, I'm seeing you guys. That crave meaningful intimacy and validation may seek BDSM to find emotional validation in their partner's control. Personality traits such as the openness to experience and neuroticism could also play a significant role in driving individuals towards fandom. Because those who are open to experiences are drawn to novelty and are more comfortable with exploring different aspects of their sexuality, including BDSM. With me so far? Well, good, because this is when it starts to get more complex. People who are high on neurotism, who experience negative emotions intensely, may find relief and empowerment in BDSM since it allows them to exercise a measure of a sort of sense of let go or control in their lives. Freaking relationship history can also contribute to individuals' desire to enter fandom. Individuals who have experienced trauma, abuse, or neglect in previous relationships may turn to BDSM to reclaim power or find catharsis. Those who have struggled with relationships may appreciate the structure and define roles that comes with fandom as it provides a sense of security and predictability. Additionally, the not so commonly welcome practice of therapeutic fandom has taken a serious interest from professionals. BigThink.com tell us that, in a quote, in-depth research suggests BDSM practitioners can experience altered states of consciousness that can be therapeutic. End of quote. This could apply to the fandoms and our submissives equally. I can personally testify to these benefits because I am one of the active practitioners and I will not look back. I am probably set for life with this as well. Yep. <sighs> While this may not work for everyone, I highly recommend a closer look at this option, but I could never stress this enough as part of a support network. Big Think also tells us that, in a quote, there is a proven connection between BDSM interactions and altered states of consciousness. According to a 2016 study, there is a direct link between BDSM interactions and altered states of consciousness, the significant one in this case being that engaging in a submissive role during BDSM play can lead to transient hyperfrontality. It's a term coined by Dr. Arne Thierich, and it's when the focused thought processing part of the brain is shut off by external triggers. End of quote. In my opinion, it simply means that the external control stimulation 
helps regulate any internal distress. But what do you think? Just despite of these studies, the question remains, could BDSM therapy offer meaningful therapeutic benefits? To help with your own thoughts, I'm going to be sharing with you next a personal experience about this topic that was kindly contributed by a submissive male. This anonymous sub recently made the following exclusive statement for our podcast, and I quote, Therapeutics of submission for me help three things that play in my life daily. Depression, anxiety, and my overacted mind. Finding a partner I adore, trust, and respect enough to want to submit to relieves my anxiety most of the time on serving them. My relationship with them is less of a stress. What they want from me is clear. It is not a guessing game. I have rules and protocols that I learn and I'm expected to follow. I'll learn what my domain wants and how she wants things and when. Pain helps my depression. I have not gotten fully what I want with that, but the pain I have received so far has always been a nice break for a while. It isn't a cure, but I feel better for a while. It is also one of the few times my mind is completely focused. It isn't one that in 10 million directions. I'm not worrying about what I need to accomplish, what I need to plan for, what I'm forgetting to do. I'm just there in that moment, receiving pain and pleasing my owner. End of quote. Does any of that resonate with you? If it does or it doesn't, let me know. Don't forget, I'm letting you be with your thoughts for a while. Hey, so if you're interested, to explore more about BDSM for therapeutic purposes, and this is not a sponsored shout-out, but rather a personal recommendation. Find and read the book, Broken Toys, Submissive with Mental Illness and Neurological Dysfunctions by authors Caldera and Del Tashlin. This book will talk deeper about this topic and would also illustrate real-life personal experiences. So to continue, People who explore fandom could do so for psychological or emotional reasons, but it could also be just for purely sexual reasons. You know, for the sake of trying something new, spice things up, and instead hear other yummy stuff. <laughs> These practitioners are more into the fandom roleplay. And more about this appeal later on this episode, as opposed of a lifestyle or relationship style. Moreover, regarding fandom, research shows that the power dynamic is not primarily based on subjugation or humiliation, although it could be. Mainly, it's just another common misconception. Instead, the common focus is on empowering women, however she defines it, to take the lead by making important decisions and controlling somehow the power dynamics in the relationship actively. Other fandom relationships or dynamic styles are male or sub-centric. However, it focuses on controlling the man and not so much about empowerment of the woman. 
The bottom line here is essential to understand that it's no one-size-fits-all approach to fandom. What fandom does is that it allows individuals to explore their sexuality and relationships in a way that challenges conventional gender roles, liberating them from a stereotypical social scripts that may lead to their sense of belonging, security, stability, purpose, and fulfillment. Let's really understand that every individual has unique needs and desires, and the exploration of eros is a very normal aspect of human expression. The BDSM community is known to be open-minded and accepting of other kinks and fetishes, making it possible for partners to explore between their comfort zone. It offers individuals safe spaces to explore these desires. A fandom relationship could offer women an outlet to take, be, and stay in charge. I mean, by being involved in an accepting and safe environment, they could also be asserting their dominance by proxy in the world that still, in the 21st century, oppresses them. Next is the appeal of fandom dynamics. Oh yeah, you probably may have noticed that fandom have been gaining mainstream attention in recent times, though. When most people hear about fandom, they immediately think of sex or a relationship that might be abusive or unconventional. This relationship style is all about the woman taking a dominant role in the dynamic, and this style has a deeper appeal that could be more about that just sex or power. To continue, I'm going to share with you the top 10 appeals. Power dynamics, role playing, control, the role of power, escape from the mundane, trust and intimacy, sexual exploration, and self-discovery and personal growth. 1. Power dynamics. One of the fundamental aspects of fandom is the dynamic of power exchange between partners. This activity or relationship style often involves a dominant partner and a submissive partner, with the dominant woman exerting the control and authority over the submissive. This power provides a sense of safety, structure, and intimacy for both. Fandom participants often find that this dynamic allows them to explore and express their desires and fantasies in a controlled and consensual way. 2. Role-playing While this is not a fast rule for many practitioners, another aspect of fandom is role-playing. In these activities, partners often adopt different roles or personas that enhance the power dynamic. Role-playing allows individuals to step outside of their everyday lives and explore different aspects of their sexuality, personality, and fantasy, simply enjoying themselves, really. Role-playing can be empowering and liberating for many individuals as it allows them to expand parts of themselves. They may feel they cannot in their daily lives. 3. Control. 
One of the key motivating factors for individuals who engage in fandom is the element of control. Many individuals find pleasure in ceding control to their partners and allowing them to take charge. Similarity, the dominant woman may find pleasure in exerting control and creating rules and limits for their submissive partner. The control element of fandom relationships can create a sense of balance and mutual respect between partners while they explore and push the limits. How would they want to make it? Four, the role of power. One of the most significant appeal of fandom relationship is the harnessing of power. Both have assigned roles and responsibilities in the relationship, and every individual knows what is expected of them. This clear vision of role provides a sense of security and stability. It just allows the partners to let go of the insecurities that come with making decisions as a couple. One partner is responsible for the big issues like the finances and other important matters, while the other partner just focuses on the smaller issues such as household chores. And this provides comfort and security in, in the relationship. Five. Escape from the mundane. It is human nature to crave experience and excitement in life. And this is one of the significant appeals of fandom. It can offer both partners a chance to escape the monotony and everyday life and try something new. Six, trust and intimacy. Fandom relationships require an immense amount of trust both partners should be open and transparent with each other about their desires, limits, and expectations. The power dynamic involved in this relationship is only possible when there is an element of trust and safety present. This level of trust and communication leads to greater intimacy between partners. By having open and honest communication with each other, partners can also experience of greater emotional intimacy. Seven, sexual exploration. Fandom relationships offer an opportunity for individuals to explore their deepest desire and fetishes without judgment or shame. This allow individuals to develop a better understanding of themselves and their sexual desires. By communicating openly about their kinks and fetishes, both partners can expose each other's desires and have a fulfilling sexual experience. 8. Self-discovery and personal growth Lastly, fandom relationships can offer a chance for personal growth and self-discovery. Both partners could learn more about themselves, their limits, and their desires. Through communication and self-awareness, individuals develop a better sense of themselves, their needs, and the safe space to express them with, with confidence. So my friend, with those layers out of the way, we are fast approaching the end of this episode. 
And as a bonus, I'm going to share with you what a second anonymous sub said about these topics. And I quote, Not simple to write this in simple words, but I think that my main appeal is the devotion to a special woman, which is able to take control wisely and stability because you are giving yourself to a person that is possibly using you in a careful way for her pleasure. So we can say that fandom gives a clear target in a relationship because the owner is clearly defined. In conclusion, for a man, fandom is about two main things, devotion and control. The devotion for a special woman that you adore and the ability related to giving control to a wise woman. End of quote. I know, right? So the appeal of fandom relationship is a complex and multifaceted. For many individuals, it provides a way to explore their sexuality and fantasies while also creating a sense of intimacy, connection, and empowerment by understanding the underlying motivation and psychological forces that drive individuals to engage in these activities. And in this case, of course, fandom, we gain a more nuanced understanding of human connections and we can better appreciate and respect those who choose to explore them. The fandom subset may seem unconventional and taboo, but it could offer a deeper psychological benefit than what society gives us credit for. For those participants in these relationships, including myself, it is not just an act of physical and sexual gratification, but also a journey towards deeper connections, greater self-awareness, and personal growth. Alright everyone, that wraps up our discussion and there you have it. Would you be the next practitioner, huh? Thanks for listening, my friend. And remember, as we journey through these topics, the aim is not just to stimulate your pondering, but also promote the growth of all our own perspective by exchanging thoughts. So therefore, I would really like to hear your comments, questions, or other feedback. And freaking come on, I must insist, together let's bring diversity in relationships to the surface. <laughs> that is all for now. Carry on, go. You, my friend, it's now. <laughs> Dismiss. Dismiss.